is On Purpose on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, so most of us can't really forgive the person who cut us off in traffic. So how do you forgive someone who was part of this robbing you at gunpoint, causing not just that immediate fear, but the subsequent fear and the pain that would last uh, throughout the next several months, if not years. Brady Milton joins us right now, and your story is really interesting, Brady. I got to tell you, man, the forgiveness part of this, you you find it in your heart not only to forgive these these people who were part of this attack, but then go on to mentor one of the boys who was a part of this attack. You know, how, how can... <laughs> How can you describe that? How I mean, you 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 talked a little bit about seeing the guilt in the eyes and and how it was weighing on the other individual, but you know, how can you describe that for someone listening? Uh, well, it was a process, and the process was only uh, able to take place because I refused to accept this simple explanation. And what I mean by that is, uh, like every day we see headlines or sound bites or little tweets um, that label people or simplify explanations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I guess the, the, and it's completely understandable for a person like who has been victimized. And I mean, I, I didn't really go into all the, the terrible effects too of, of the assault. I, um, not only, did, you know, stitches and uh, plastic surgery, uh, traumatic brain injury, but it took years of uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy to relearn basically like the basic fundamentals of life. And um, I, I ended up battling a three month bout of post traumatic stress disorder. And uh, it's no joke either. Um, and uh, anyway, uh, in, in the midst of all that, I. And people who experienced that or, or other forms of and negative effects of victimization, it's really easy to just to, just to dismiss the person or thing that caused it as being evil or mm-hmm. they're just a terrible person or, you know, the stereotypes. Right. Um, but for some reason, I couldn't accept that. I couldn't accept that this happened to me because these people were just bad people. Um, and so because I refused to accept the simple... The simple answer that, that led me down this process of trying to figure out why or how. And <clears throat> whenever you're trying to figure something out, it means you got to pay like really close attention to it. And the more more attention you, you give something, the more complicated and bigger like bigger it gets. Yeah. And, and I mean, in, the, in my circumstance, I was focusing on a person. Yeah. And you know, when you couple that with face to face interaction, um, you start to see a lot of similarities. <laughs> and uh, being open to that was tough, but I, f- I feel like not having that answer or that question answered would have been tougher. How do you how do you bring someone or suggest because I think forgiveness or just the ability, you know, when we talk about the show, the show mm-hmm. name on purpose and people to turn tragedy into triumph or, or pain into purpose. And you've certainly done that. How do you how do you explain the importance of that to other people that 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 they can use even the bad to find good? Mm. Well, it starts with purpose. Um, 
I, I mean, I purposed myself to find out why to answer that question. And so, uh, I mean, look at what's another good example. I, I mean, there are, there's, there's plenty of good examples. Individuals who, who lose uh, a family member or someone's close to them to a disease, they go on to be a doctor and they fight it and they save people from it. And so they, I like, they purpose themselves to try to understand a problem, which ends up bringing about healing of that problem for not just themselves, but others. And so, uh, so it sounds like it was a choice for you. It was. And I mean, to be honest, I had a lot of backlash from my family too. And my friends, like people, people close to me didn't fully understand it. And I mean, in the initial stages, I didn't fully understand it, but I just had, I just, I needed to understand why some why that happened to me. I needed that question answered and I wouldn't stop until I got it. And I, that took petitioning the court and uh, it took time, but you know, taking tragedy and turning it into triumph, uh, it's, it's 100% doable. Actually, I, I would say it is, um, and not, not initially it takes time, but being successful and turning tragedy into triumph is easier if it starts from tragedy because that provides the motivation and the fuel. And if you can take the fuel, the negative emotions and negative energy, the pain, and you can turn it into something that's, you know, you can apply it to something like that. I mean, you either apply it to anger and it sits there and burns the rest of your life. Um, or you turn it to something good and it can, I don't know, propel you to making uh, you know, a career out of it or, 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 changing someone's life and and it also sounds like you also refuse to be a victim and and when i say victim i mean you are in the definition of you are a victim of this situation Mm -hmm. but you are you chose not to relinquish your power you're not powerless correct and and i kind of uh, I gave a speech at a, uh, a criminal justice symposium uh this past september about identity in the criminal justice system and how I went through a change of identities I, right after the event. Uh, well, before the event, I was an aspiring collegiate athlete. Afterwards, I was a victim. And there was an element of denial, too, where I was, you know, holding on to that power. But in all reality, that power, I mean, it was stolen from me, Justin. And like the only way to get it back, truly get it back, was to heal that wound was to no longer let that be a source of pain. And that required, um, in my case, uh, going down this road of restorative justice and forgiveness. And um, so I went from a uh, victim to uh, no longer uh, having that pain, and I ended up becoming a a restorer. And... Mm. Marcellus discovered the same thing during his journey and on his side of our interaction. He like he had discovered that he was a victim of his like his upbringing. And that's not an excuse for criminal behavior, but it's it's contextual. You have to understand that people are influenced. And so the circumstances. He, yeah. You mean the environment and all those things. Yeah. And he understood that he was a victim of those things and in, in, in many ways. And through our process of, of you know, growing together and, you know, understanding, he realized that he doesn't have to be a victim anymore and he can be a restorer. It's so tough because that's not even the word. I guess the the language victim, uh, it really says like uh, powerless and that's not what it is. I, I think it's the exact opposite. I think yeah. being a victim makes you powerful. Well, you've you've made it that. But what I'm saying is that's what the language relates 
powerless. When mm-hmm. someone is a victim mm-hmm. of something, I can't do anything because, you see, I'm a victim. And a lot of times when I hear people make excuses for their circumstances or excuses for or you because you can either have excuses or results, you know, mm-hmm. in 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 whatever it is, business or or in your life. Let's say, you know, like your your physical, um, you know, your fitness, things like that. Right. You can either Mm -hmm. you can either say, well, you know, genetically, I just can't. And this Mm -hmm. is the reason why. Or here's another reason why I can't do this. And and people, they can find those and they can Mm -hmm. they can lay into those and determine their identity because of those things. Yet you in your situation have said you've chosen. These things don't define me. My circumstances don't define me. What happened to me does not define me. I am more powerful because I choose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Again, I would put a caveat and a disclaimer saying, like, I didn't realize that necessarily in the moment all the time. Sure, absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, I, I don't think you probably don't. You can't set off and say, well, you know, I mean, I, I think. Uh, because your process was so organic. I mean, it's easy for us to look back now, 2020, and go, well, mm-hmm. you know, here's what it was. But your or your process was so organic that, and I find this a lot of times when people are trying to accomplish something or they're trying to um, reach a goal, destination, whatever you want to call it, that the way is always through. And for you, it was through, through the healing, mm-hmm. through the process, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd agree. Um, and uh, now that being said, having that 2020 on uh, perspective, that hindsight, I find it easier now. It, it, it builds confidence. So like if I have other challenges, yeah, you know, school work, like other work, relationship work, mm-hmm. I, like I can lean back on that and say, you know what? Like I discovered this. I don't got to play the victim or have that kind of mindset and even the small things like I got this. And so mm. It's all about momentum, too, and recognizing that, hey, I mean, another thing I've I think I've I've talked to you about this before, but uh, we all do that all the time in our relationships. Like whenever there's an issue, we all like it with someone you care about. We we talk, we talk about it, we confront it and we we take care of it and we move on. And so, like, if you change for me changing my perspective uh having this hindsight 2020 like it it opened my eyes to all these other different times that i and other people like have done this and it builds even more confidence and it's a snowball rolling it sounds like it's changed your perspective Mm -hmm. what's possible yeah which which is kind of why i said my victimhood made me Instead of t- making me powerless, it made me powerful. And like again, that like in the process didn't really seem like that. But the hindsight is like, uh, it's it's crystal clear. Be- being a victim and um, not accepting the band aid fix, which again is tough. And sometimes you got to accept it for a time. Um, mm-hmm. I understand that too. But when you when it's time to pull off that band aid and, and really get down to, to fixing that problem. It makes you powerful. It motivates you. It's 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 fuel. Mm. Brady Middleton is who we're talking with now, and we'll talk a little bit more about how you can actually choose to see that and what what does that. I mean, obviously for you, it didn't happen immediately, but um, how does that how does that perspective that shift occur? Mm. 
Brady Middleton is our guest, and we're on purpose. If you want to get the full show notes, you can grab them at justinbarclay.com slash purpose zero one zero. And we continue right after this. This is On Purpose on the Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company... 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Real Estate Agents, I trust, dot com.